I thought I talked to Chris about the whole boogie nights thing. It just doesn't really work for me. Good job, Emily, on finding all the cuts. Good job, Taylor. We're getting a lot of uh, response, Al, to the money that was thrown out onto the freeway. You ready for some of these? Sure. What do you got? This is from James, who writes, picturing you getting home with that pile of money, cracking a beer, and burning the Mark Bills like that scene in the town. Can you tell? I mean, they have like a mark on them. I wouldn't know which bills are marked and which ones are unmarked. Would you? I could see you instantly going to a bank and just trying to like change. Hey, can I get these twenties into five and tens? You know, just and you're sweating profusely, and people are like, "What the hell is wrong with this guy? He's, he's got eighty bucks. Why is he? Why is he acting like this?" <laughs> you know, I'd do it for sixteen. Guy doesn't even have a hundred dollars. <laughs> David Rodriguez writes, "I'm picking up all the twenties and giving back all the ones if I'm caught on video." <laughs> that's the best answer of all, right? Grab that everything is. you can. Like, hey, that's our money. Oh, here you go. Here's the eleven dollars that I. I collected where well, you put a couple of grand in your back pocket and oh by the way cars were on the freeway still driving <laughs> and they were going 65 miles an hour <laughs> no it seems there there's risk involved there's definitely for risk sure um yeah. i don't like that me on an air mattress has become a thing on twitter that seems like it's borderline bullying this is from francis and glendale says trav's air mattress is a bounce house that's that's pretty funny and also very very mean. Um, I don't know it's how just I feel. Blown up it. in the living room. <laughs> no, they make me sleep in the yard. They just they, I'm out there. And by the way, can if we're going to do that, can I at least get the one with the slide that goes down into the bounce house? That sounds uh, nope. like fun. Extra money. And then uh, Darb in the OC. Can you imagine the stress an air mattress would feel when they saw Trav sliding into the tent ready for bed? <laughs> I don't know if air mattresses have emotions um, there, Darb. I don't think that's how that would work. They just won't sell it to you. It's at uh, Walmart. I'm sorry, like, no, sir, you, sorry. Do you see we this? appreciate it. Yeah. Do you see this PSI rating on the side of the box? I'm afraid that uh, you've exceeded maximum capacity. Yeah, it's with, not going to work. With the, actually, with this comes duct tape and a couple more pumps. Okay, so here, here's a question. Yeah. Have you ever gotten a good night's sleep on an air mattress? Ever? No. No. There, no I think, you can't. Why, why do we have those? Because the ground, you're going to get a bad night's sleep on the ground, too. I'm not, don't get me wrong. Well, I'd rather mattress, have an air mattress. Really? Yeah. Every time you roll over, it goes. It's it's got that squeaky sound. You can feel the air moving around. It's it's awful. Yeah, the ground is uh, not exactly the best. By the way, the camping thing is a perfect example. You know, if you go camping, and I don't take an air mattress. I know some people will take that, but you take like one of those little mats, just something to give you a yoga mat. No, something a little thicker. So it's just kind of like a sleeping pad or Travis yoga mat. Like a wrestling I could see mat? you out there. I could see you out there doing yoga, but Trav, I've I've also gone camping where I don't have any of that, and there's like literally a rock just in my hip at two a.m. It's like, no, this is great. This was an awesome idea. What am I supposed to do? Tell everybody else in the t- hey guys, we we got to shift the tent around at two a.m. Well, a you've rock just in my thigh. You've made a very compelling case for why I never <laughs> go, go camping. camping. Yeah, no, it just <laughs> added to the list of why I do not ever, ever want to do that. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. All right, so Clippers Lakers tomorrow on local television, not on yep. ESPN. They've kicked been, off of ESPN. They've been flexed out of ESPN. Warrior Suns will get that spot. And it's hard to argue that that's the wrong decision. Um, it's the right move to do. I mean, just very simply put, it is the right move to do. You you even mentioned this. I think I even heard Mason talking about it as well. You're kind of like switching back from both of those games. Yeah. 
um, well, it, when when both those games were going on on Tuesday night. Of course you would. Why wouldn't you? It, well, it was it when I say I was switching back and forth. It wasn't as much switching switching back and forth for equal time with both. Okay, it was right. I'm going to watch the Suns and Warriors, and I'm going to drop okay. in on the Lakers occasionally. So There's I'm no prepared for the show those. tomorrow. Those are unnecessary shots. Those <laughs> are unnecessary. Say anything about you. You do know you're not on the team, right? I mean, to talk and to disrespect my family like that is unbelievable. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. All right. Take Friday's game and put it aside for a second. Yep. What happens maybe the rest of this season? This season's a little weird because Kawhi Kawhi might be back by the time that they get to the playoffs. I I think they said earliest would be April, but would you be surprised that they just play it safe and say, no, let's get out of the mix here? It's probably the smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. But what about moving forward? The Clippers are getting ready to move into a new building, You know, not next year, but in the not-too-distant future. They have Kawhi Leonard. They have Paul George. The Lakers have Anthony Davis. They're the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Neither one of them seem to have a whole bunch of draft picks coming up in the next few years to try to rebuild that way. Who's in a better position? Moving into you know the 2022 season, 23, 24, would you rather have the Laker roster or would you rather have the Clipper roster? Well, I, I think the you know the game plan for both of these franchises are completely different. And, and I'm not talking about from – let's put the Lakers brand to the side for a quick second. The, the, the Lakers game plan today is very simple. It's, okay, how many more years can we compete with LeBron James? Is it just this year? Is there is there still an opportunity next season as well? Obviously, they've kind of built this out for a two-year window – this season, and then go try to take another swing at the fences next season as well. And we'll see how this year ends up. I mean, I, I would tell you that between now and the trade deadline, I don't think there's any guarantees of what happens with this Lakers roster. I think it's very clear that whatever we have to do to give LBJ another chance and the Lakers organization another chance to go get championship number 18, they're going to do it. I mean, they made a trade this summer that someone like yourself, you're like, what the hell? They went out and got Russell Westbrook. Why would they do that? Well, they're doing it because they are thinking in their minds, we just got to keep swinging for the fence, keep swinging for the fences, and hopefully we can connect on one. And if we do, it is house money because they already got championship number 17 with Braun. But that's, Trav, that's the Lakers game plan. There is no, yes, Anthony Davis is locked up long term, but you and I, it's safe to say you and I are not comfortable thinking that, oh, well, you have Anthony Davis, you're good to go. If you have Anthony Davis, um, uh, you're, you're no problem from there uh, moving forward. No, AD is going to need a ton of help yeah. if, if you know, obviously he becomes a franchise player. Uh, can I make a, can I make a difference point yeah. right there? I don't want to lose the thought. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need help. He's going to be the help to whoever comes. That, 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 that's a very different role, right? That right now LeBron James is the guy and AD is there to help LeBron win championships. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that role gets flipped, right, where AD is the dude and you got to bring in guys to help him get over the hump. I think he's the ultimate guy that pushes you over the top. Okay, but put it this way. You cannot have somebody below AD on this team if you're trying to win a championship. So what I mean by that is... Right, they we're saying the it, same thing. It, exactly. Yeah. What I'm saying is... When you say to help Anthony Davis, it, the comp has to be nobody can be worse than Anthony Davis if you're going to go out there and go try to win a championship. If I if I use the name, can Damian Lillard and Anthony Davis and then a really good core after that of veterans and this and that go make a run at a championship? Yeah, I think so. I think that could you know potentially happen. But it can't be Anthony Davis and it's... Uh, CJ McCollum. Right. That's actually that's a perfect way to yeah. put it. That's not going to happen. And and um, but that's that's the Lakers window today. The Clippers, 
it's a much different game plan. I, I think the foundation that you see with them today that they have, which is kind of similar to the foundation that they had last year, and really what I'm talking about is Kawhi and Paul George and then however they figure out the rest of the pieces, that's who they're running with for the next few years. You know, Paul George is locked up. For, he signed his contract is for four years. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard's four years, and I think there's a player option in Kawhi's contract the final year, and then they're going to move into the new stadium, everything else. The, the one name that you didn't mention with the Clippers, and this is a stark difference between the two franchises of how they're approaching the present and the future, I think what you see with the Clippers today is not that different than what you're going to see over the next few years. They're going to keep kind of trying to build on what they have, build on the continuity, build on the chemistry, and your foundation is going to be Kawhi and, and Paul George. Then we haven't mentioned Steve Ballmer. Ballmer is... That's the wild card in this whole mix. The wild card is he's somebody that has the resources, the money, whatever the hell it needs to take. Oh, I'm having issues with trying to build my own arena. Okay, why, why don't I just buy the form? Here's $400 million. Let's put that to the side, and now I'll go, buy my, now I'll go build my own arena or my own stadium. Mm-hmm. I think the, the direction that both of these franchises are going in, the, the approach that they're taking is so much different and the Lakers will depend more on star power and the brand and everything else. And that, by the way, has been incredibly successful for them to depend on. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. That There's two different things here. There's the Clipper way, which is, okay, we got two guys that are really, really good in Kawhi and Paul George, and we're going to use those guys to build our team and we'll see where it goes. We're going to have a new building. We've got an owner that is, you know, he's dynamic. He's going to spend money. He's going to try to do everything he can to make it happen. That's the Clipper path, right? The Laker path, and you said this at the very beginning, that you wanted to put the Laker brand aside. I don't think you can. It, it, it It's impossible to separate them from their brand. That arguably their greatest asset, it's not Magic Johnson or Kobe Bryant or Shaq or, or LeBron. It's that they're the Lakers, right? And that they get Shaq and they get LeBron and they get, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, that they're able to go they and get, they get who, who's the best. Okay, we'll take him. They, they've made Anthony Davis. We'll take him. They've made it very clear that that's how they go about doing it. And why not? Because it's 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 been successful to a tune better than everybody else. So basically what you're talking about is we have a core and an owner, the Clippers, and we fix this every once in a while because this is what we do. And if we get really lucky, we'll have a player like Kobe Bryant who's here for 15 or 20 years, and we can just have that guy here, and we can continue to change the pieces around him to make them a new team. But the Laker plan is, hey, we're the Lakers. We're always going to have great players. We're always going to have a ton of attention. We're always going to have pretty deep pockets. We can go do these things because we're the Lakers. And I, By the way, and I, I think the way the Clippers are approaching things – yeah, you kind of like their game plan too, right? Like they, what what they've done, you know. I, I know we've we've made fun of it, and we've sat back and we said, "Oh, you know, here are the Clippers. They got to the Western Conference Finals, and that that was a big deal for the Clippers." Hey, it's the reality, you sure. know. It, it's it's not the Clippers. It's not Steve Ballmer's fault, or it's not Clipper the individual players' fault. It's not their fault that they have the history that they do. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault that the owner, the ownership before uh, Steve Ballmer, literally did not care about the success. It was actually more profitable to be less successful because teams that were making the playoffs um, had to pay into a you know right. a pool or what whatever it was. But I, I I say that because they have the right approach. 
and the fact that now all of a sudden they're going to be in their own stadium and they'll obviously do things their own way. They don't have to have a 12:30 game the day after Thanksgiving um, because the Lakers have the you know the evening games. They could they'll be able to do things their way, and I and I think that actually that approach is smart, and I think the approach that you know Steve Ballmer the the opportunity that he's given the Clippers. I don't agree that they should have stayed in the LA market. I don't think you agree that you know they, they were probably better off going to a, a city that actually embraced them. I don't think any of that's going to change. But it is interesting how these two franchises, you know, still have never faced each, faced each other in the playoffs. And um, but the Clippers, look, they, let me give credit where credit's due. Kawhi is not there, and that's why they're not going to be in the mix. You know, this season they're going to be in the mix. They will be. You know, they'll be in the mix down the road. They'll be in the mix over the next couple of years. I don't think they're just going to go away or, uh, or, or you know, that these two teams won't eventually cross paths in the playoffs. They have a good future in front of them. And the Lakers, like you mentioned, small window right now, and then they'll plan after that once LeBron is done. I want to try to lay this out there pretty quickly because I, I, I think you're right. But their success is, has to be their success. Right, that they have a lane in this city that has to be their own thing, right? The way that they go about marketing their team, the way that mm-hmm. their game in game experience is. Because if you're trying to Still get looks JV, on the, by the way, that, that's fine. But yeah. if you're trying to get to where the Lakers are, it's, it's a losing proposition. It's a game you can't win. What you can win is we've got our thing over here. It has nothing to do with the Lakers. We're going to do it differently because this isn't a perfect analogy. And when I say house, I'm not talking about arena. I'm talking about city. You're living in your big brother's house. No matter how much success you have, your brother built the house. It's his house. Everybody that's here loves the big brother. You can have fans. You can do your thing. You can even win a championship or two, but you're living in your brother's house. And I get it that he's going to make more money in L.A., that the, the... L.A. Clippers are more valuable than the Seattle Clippers or the Las Vegas Clippers or whatever they might be. But as long as you're here, you can only do so much because it's your brother's house. You can The Angels will never be the Dodgers. It will never, ever happen. The Clippers will never, ever be the Lakers. So you either have to decide. Chargers. I've, the Chargers. I have to, I'm just going to own this lane over here. This is my lane, and this is where I'm going to be. We're going to have our own building. We're going to have our own identity. And that has to be good enough. It's certainly lucrative enough. But this idea that they're competing with each other, they're just really not. Because the Clippers over the last 10 years, I know the Lakers had the championship, but the the Clippers had more success over prior to the championship than the Lakers did, and it really didn't move the needle at all. And I know they didn't win, but it just – the die is cast. The cement is, is dry. We're not changing this. The Lakers are the Lakers, and you can go win and have Kawhi and Paul George and a cool new building and an owner who's brilliant and dynamic and unbelievably wealthy – and it's going to be met with, yeah, that's cool. It's just never going to be a thing here. And, and that's just the reality of it. And, and as long as they accept it, and it sounds like they have accepted it, yeah. and Bomber's going to obviously try to do what he can and control what he can control, then it is what it is. The best, the one thing they could do, Trav, what they can control, is the product they put out on the yep. court, right? And that's the and only good. thing that or they'll be able be. to control. And, um, you know, obviously without Kawhi this year, that's going to be challenges. By the way, if you guys want to have a conversation on this, 877-710-ESPN. Lakers Clippers obviously playing tomorrow, and uh, I'll say it for the 98th time this season. Maybe the Lakers can build some momentum. <laughs> well, maybe you can win tickets to see the Lakers and the Nets. That's, That's right. coming up later on on the show today as well, so make sure you keep listening for your chance to win Lakers and Nets tickets. Sean McVay was talking yesterday 
But there's also a little bit of a disturbing trend that's out there on the ramps that we'll give you next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I think on uh, Christmas Day against the Nets, which listeners have a chance to win tickets to coming up here on our show at some point today, Mm -hmm. that you should do the pre and the post in a Santa hat. I think you'd look good. Just kind of festive. Be one of those people that, you know, gets into the spirit of the season. Little Santa hat, maybe some of those shoes with the bells on them with the little curly toe. I think you'd look 100%, good. 100%. 100%. Don't, don't even – don't think twice about it, Trav. Don't even – that's it. It's okay. Uh, I'll in. have a good time. Le- lean into it a little bit. Would you do that? I'd wear the hat. I wouldn't yeah. wear the curly shoes. I've worn the hat. You should get one yeah, with uh, a bell on the top. I'm so all over know it. you're coming. 100%. 100%. As much attention as I could you, draw. You, you seem Christmas reluctant. You seem spirit of the season reluctant. I'm getting no, a no, vibe no, no, from no. you. No, no. I, listen, I've told you, <clears throat> Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Christmas is a fantastic holiday, too. I'm in for the whole thing. Remember you and I were talking about setting up for uh, – for, right after Thanksgiving is when you start setting up. I'm, uh-huh. I'm all in for Christmas. I, I, I did not want Christmas music starting in October. <laughs> I didn't want Christmas music on November 1st, but I, I'm good for Christmas. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. You said you wanted calls out. Let's do the call. Nick in Los Angeles. Nick, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, Nick. Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon, guys. First of all, I want to say, you know, you guys are the most, truly the most authentic show since uh, we're going way back to Dr. Corey and Joe McDonald, bless his soul, Big Joe. Uh, you guys are the best. You guys are authentic. You're real. Uh, and, and you guys have to talk about sports, which I love. Thanks. I, I got, guys, I got to get into this Clipper-Laker issue. First of all, I'm an Angelino. I'm not a transplant, all right? Born and raised here. I'm 48 years old. And uh, first of all, Steve Ballmer, man, that dude disgusts me. I'm sorry. I, I, I got to tell you why. All right, I, you know, I I, I, I grew up in the in the in say a rural area. Let's put it that way. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, when I drove by through Southgate last year, going to work, all right, and see these ridiculous signs on the side of the 710 freeway that say street lights are uh, over spotlights, I want to throw up, man. It's such a, that's such a, 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 you know, an unnecessary and low and down, dirty and ridiculous, laughable attack at the Lakers, as if to say that the Lakers don't have any fans in the streets. It's ridiculous. So, so the Clippers, first of all, have been trying to build their brand at the expense of the Lakers. Talking about the Lakers, the, the players, Steve Ballmer, talking about the Lakers. We've kicked the Lakers, you know what, time and time again, he said, more than once, all right? He's got the kids guy out of town, man. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, it's it's really it's you know as as, as an Angelino, you know it's it's just, it's just not right. It doesn't sit with me very well. And you know, let me let me let me, uh, let me say this. I'm a diehard Dodger fan. Me right? too. Born and raised Dodger fan. I don't feel that way about the Angels. I watched an Angel World Series game. So one of my best friends is an Angel fan. And I cheered for them. Because they never did that 
Well, let's hit the Dodgers. Well, I, Nick, Nick, I I think there's a couple there's a couple angles on this. I appreciate you calling into the show. Um, okay, so Trav, I, I get it. You know, I, I think you know when they say that Is Nick, okay, really didn't he like, sounded like he was out of breath, like he was, he was on a treadmill breath. while he was talking to us. Nick, take it easy. <laughs> he was fired up, guys. Up about the uh, about the Clippers. Oh, yeah. Remember when Kawhi? Remember when Kawhi chose the Clippers over the Lakers? Sure. And then all of a sudden you had Paul those George too, in a sense. You're right. You're yeah. right about that. There were a couple different times where Paul George could have came to the Lakers, and mm-hmm. he didn't. He chose the Clippers. Um, and there were those New Balance ads, and yep. you know they're showing Kawhi almost as like, okay, hey, I'm the next guy in L.A. I'm the king. Blah blah blah. Atlas, it's not. It wouldn't be my style. You know, the last thing I would try to do. I think Bomber said some interesting things when he was announcing Intuit Dome. Hey, this is going to be the stadium that we're building. He said some things about the Lakers. Remember Ty Lue last year in the playoffs saying. You're L.A., so if you're a Laker fan and the Lakers are out, you should just cheer for the Clippers. Like, yep. what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, that didn't go over well. All that, I, I would say that's not my style, and you mentioned something a lot earlier. You talked about how the Clippers just – there's nothing they can do to where they're in the conversation with the Lakers in L.A. There just isn't. So the only thing you should pay attention to is can we just beat that squad? Mm-hmm. Can we go up against them in the playoffs – or can we win a championship or get to the NBA Finals? And it has nothing to do with the Lakers. And, you know, the Lakers are going to be the Lakers. And that's a brand that wasn't built yesterday. That's a brand that's had success for 50, 60 years. It didn't start overnight. But I think the I think the piece of, well, I don't hate the Angels that way and everything else, it is different. Both teams are in the Western Conference. Or I know the divisions don't it's, really matter in the NBA. But they play each other constantly. It's different. They play each other constantly. It, it, it is it is completely different when it comes to that. I don't know if the, you know, the Rams and the Chargers. I know this is so new, so it's it's an awful it's example. Not. It's not. There's nothing there. But if no. you said the Raiders and the Chargers, yeah, that's yeah, going to be a different conversation. Hey, look, because let's both be in honest. The same division. Let's be honest. There's a Raider Ram thing. There, the, I mean, there just there just is. It, I, everybody knows this. The Raiders are still remarkably popular here of course, in Los Angeles. No question They're, about I mean, it. Incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. So the Rams, you know, are also incredibly popular here in Los Angeles. So there is this push and pull between the two of them to compete for eyes, to compete for fans, to compete for loyalties. And you know, usually once the die is cast, that's it. But and and that's part of the problem with the Lakers and the Clippers too. The Clippers aren't flipping any Laker fans. You don't you don't flip fans. People don't go back and forth. It doesn't work like that. I, I was I was because I think I thought it was the funniest thing when Ty Lue last year. I'm like Ty Lue, you were a Laker. What what are you talking about? What he are you was, trying? To, yeah. I, what, what are you trying? What's the point you're that trying was the to make to try to tell that Laker went fans. to work for Pepsi and said, "Hey, look, you know, you know, Pepsi. We all like soda. I mean, we all like soda, right? No, 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 no. We we know what what this is about. That's not how this works. Can, can I say one thing about tomorrow's game? Um, other than it's the most important game of both of our lives, um, I I think that I think that tomorrow's game, Trav, <laughs> in any sport, by the way, I'm not talking just NBA. Tomorrow is the greatest event in sports history. It's going to determine the direction of humanity from this point forward. <laughs> Could determine the next president. Um, okay, so that game tomorrow, there are some similarities. You know, Kawhi's out, LeBron's out. At least assuming LeBron's going to be out. That both of these teams, it's actually kind of an even matchup, and and you know you you've kind of you've sat on this, and sometimes I think it frustrates you when you hear Anthony Davis say, "Hey, you know what? I got to put more on my back. I got to be more of a leader. I'm going to be more of a vocal leader. All that stuff." It's one of those games where I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. There's certain games you're doing at Staples Center, you're doing pre post. It's like, oh, I've got the Kings again. The heck, am I going to talk about? You know, like it just depends on what the matchup is. I actually, I'm. 
I'm a fan when these two franchises play against each other. I'm a bigger fan when it's a Clipper home game because I just like seeing all the Laker jerseys. <laughs> that is, look, that's always fun. Who doesn't like seeing your favorite team's jersey in the other guy's ballpark? <laughs> that's always a good time. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next. Here's one of the questions, Al. If your okay. friends break up, do you have to pick a side? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You still looking for that box? You just got to ask. They'll give you one. Hey, oh, you feel like you want boxes? to. No, here, here's what happens because there's other times where they're out of boxes. You know, they'll look under bring their, their They'll look under their <laughs> register. They'll look under the other one and bring your own box. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I brought these apple crates in from my house. I was just wondering if you could load up my shampoo and frozen pizzas in here. <laughs> It's How much can we put into this flat screen box? <laughs> Stuff some chicken in a flat screen box. Why not? Why not? You know what we get to do right now, Al? We get to do a little factor cap. Let's do it. That's cap. That's bunny. That's fact. It's a fact. <laughs> All right, guys. Up first, you actually take recommendations from people when thinking about a new movie to watch or a new book to start. Alan, is this factor cap? I wish I did that more. I, I'm going to say cap, unless somebody you know really sells me on it. If somebody said, "Oh man, you got to go watch this movie." You know, let me give you an example. I, I told uh, there's a guy we, we used to work with. I don't think I've worked with him for probably about seven, eight years now. His name's Michael Funches. I don't know if you guys remember Funches. Never heard of him. Never heard of him either. Okay, so I went out of my way, as you guys did, to say, "Hey, no, The Godfather is a really, really good movie." You should watch it. Like, you should go out of your way and go watch it. And it was like pulling teeth. If somebody goes out of their way to really convince me, hey, you really have to go see this. You got to go to this restaurant. You got to do this. Then there's a good chance I'm going to go. But I need a little juice to it. Like, it can't be just a casual, hey, I read this book. This book wasn't bad. You should try it one of these days, too. <laughs> That's not going to sell me. Okay. You, know, you got to kind of sell me a little bit on it's, it. It's fact, but I kind of am almost the exact opposite here. It's two things. Number one, if it's somebody that I've talked to a lot and we share a similar taste, for instance, okay. and I'll use this as an example, Chris and I have very similar tastes in television. Okay. Like we both love The West Wing, we both love Sopranos. So if Chris says to me, Hey, Trav, I think you'd like this, I'm going to watch it. Days of our lives. Yeah, for sure. That's there at the top of the list. Yep. But if, but if it's somebody that maybe I don't know, like maybe I don't, maybe you like things very differently than me. Maybe you were really into something that I'm not into or vice versa. And you say, hey, you know what you might like? This, I might give it a shot. But if you do what you said, dude, 
You've got to see this. This is one of the all-time greatest blankety I'm blanks. In. I'm I, in. I will go out of my way to never see it. This, this, this very oh, you this son of a. This is a Game of Thrones thing. I don't like that genre. And then the more people, oh, don't Trav, it's different. It's not about that. You love it. There is a zero percent chance I will ever this? watch that because I, I don't want. You don't get to tell me what to do. It's as simple as that. Unbelievable. If that you the way me, you set that up where somebody is so passionate yeah, no, about telling no. you, hey, you got to go to this restaurant. This is an amazing restaurant. I think you're going to like it. No. Oh, there's A, B, C, and D. And another person tells you that convinces you even more to not go, what the hell are we doing here? No, I'm out. I'm out. I feel like also if someone tells me, do not watch this, that, that is oh, more you, of a For thing, sure. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, so the, op, the same thing. Like if you said, this. you know what's terrible? Like if yep. everyone had come to me and said, you know what's terrible? Squid Game. And I said, well, let me check that out. Let me check that out for myself. But it was such a, oh, it's awesome, it's awesome. And I tried it, and it was okay. And then I tapped out, and then I went back in, watched a couple more, and I've never gone back. The most important game of our life is tomorrow. Lakers and the Clippers. Don't miss that tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> Don't miss that tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. All right. If you have a subscription, you never cancel it because the hassle. it's more of a hassle to cancel it than to keep mm. paying. Travis, this is Factor Cap. I think it's a fact because I get those notifications, in particular from Apple, right? You'll get the you'll get the email that says, "Oh, your 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 blankety blank has been renewed for ninety nine cents this month," and you just I don't even know what it's for. They just they just ding me for a dollar here. They ding me for you know two ninety nine there. I have no idea. I don't even open them. It has to hit a certain point where, like, if it says it's six bucks, like, wait, what did I just buy for six bucks? I don't even know what it is. And then I got to call somebody sometimes if it's not just the subscription button on your phone that can turn it off. If I have to get on the phone with a human being or go find your website or so, that, that's that's a lot of work. You can just have my my ninety nine cents a month we're uh, we're doing it wrong uh first of all this is a uh this is a cap um trav i'm gonna just help you out here real quick if you go to your settings on your phone you no, scroll i know where down, the button is it's a lot of work scroll down a little cents. bit um the subscriptions uh mm-hmm. you can go see your subscriptions you cancel any of them at any time so uh, you might know where it is you might not know where it is but man did we do it wrong trav the subscription business it's perfect oh, once you get in, yeah, and I know, like you and I, you know, if we sit here and say, ah, it's only four ninety nine. Oh, it's only a dollar ninety nine. You know how many other people are saying that? So you're telling Everybody. me, that, you're telling me the other company or the other business. What was I? I think there was a statistic here. Planet Fitness, mm-hmm. you know, the the gym. Well, that's every gym. Yeah, but but Planet Fitness specifically built the model of their business. I think it's like ten bucks a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really uh, ridiculously low price. They built their business knowing that X percentage of people are never going to come. Like those people are not going to come. So that you can just get nine ninety nine coming from all these individuals. And if ten percent, fifteen percent, there was a there was a, a podcast on this on NPR. This was a couple years back, but it said that if eighty percent of the people came, well, they, there's no one. They can't. Like they cannot. They won't but fit. They, Literally, you you cannot find a way to get these people in, but they have built their business knowing that only a percentage are going to come and only a percentage are going to use it, and that's what the subscription uh, business is. That's why I'm sitting here on the radio talking like a yeah, you I know. know what. Yep. <laughs> also subscribes to ESPN Plus. <laughs> I have that. Everybody does. No, I, I, I have all of those. There, there's no, that, not that a streaming one. service that exists that I either haven't used <laughs> someone else's creds or have my own. Yeah. Okay, I got I got two things with you. You know how you were going to get fired earlier because you went at Star Wars, one of Disney's <laughs> biggest investments. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm 
the show's over after this one too because we're both going after like separate entities of the company. Uh, the ESPN Plus thing, I have it by the way, but I can tell can I tell you how bitter I was? Where I'm like, guys, it's me. Like <laughs> when I when I put in my you know my user and my password, I'm like, it says Alan dot blah 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 at ESPN.com. Like we're the same company. What? Why am I paying for this? Fine, give me your five bucks a month. Welcome back. Can can I exactly? That's what they're saying. <laughs> Can I? Can you help me explain this one? Why does ESPN, when they send me, hey, a watch now, or hey, this game's about to start, or it's a college football game, why is it always in my junk mail? I'm like, guys, you you run you can, the whole thing, you run the whole you operation. Can fix that. I know, but why is ESPN sending me an email to my ESPN and it goes into my junk mail? Can I do a shameless little plug for ESPN Plus right now? Since you brought it up, yeah, I opened up my phone the other day just to you know just scroll through it. I with no no purpose intended. Yeah. I open up the ESPN app. And UCSB was playing a live basketball game against UT Arlington. In and I'm like, well, yeah, this is. Pre- I, I literally set up shop, watched the the first half on my phone. It was awesome, and it was just one of those things. Without that, you don't get to do it. And you can go. set Kissing. all Kissing, of the settings. You know what, no. I get all of my Gaucho news right there at the top. It's fantastic. All Before we get taken off the, the air, biggest fan. All of a sudden. <laughs> all right. So up next, uh, and this go Luke Skywalker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if a friend. If two friends break up, you always choose a side. Alan, is this factor cap? Um, no, I think it's cap. I don't think you have to choose a side. I, I think you got to be respectful towards both sides, unless you know you didn't like the other person. But if it's your friend, like if that's it, you're a friend of one of them before it happens, right? So you know you should stick to <laughs> your original pack. Uh, but unless somebody is just a complete you know a hole or something along those lines. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know, I'm not trying to go out of my way and say, "Well, that person I'm never going to talk to again in my life." I could tell you. It's first of all, it's a fact that every couple that I know, I can tell you which side I'm taking right now. <laughs> it doesn't matter who does what to who. It doesn't matter. I'm on his side. I'm on her side. I'm on his side. I'm on her side. I know exactly which way I'm breaking these things. They could have the happiest relationship in the world, the best marriage that's ever been known to mankind. But if it goes sour, I can tell you right now whose side I'm on. Do you on tell them every prior? single one of these. Do you oh, tell they, them prior, like while things are going good? Hey, just heads up. If this doesn't work out, they I'm know. going with. I'm going with Ralph. They know. Every single person in my life knows which team I'm on. There's no ambiguity in this whatsoever. I like them. I like them right up until you don't like them anymore, and then I'm with you in this whole thing. That's how that goes for me. All right, last one. You are a very confident parallel parker. Travis, is this factor cap? Let me just put it to you this way. It's fact. Um, Give me any of your vehicles... And enough space Ooh, where like the car it. will I actually like fit in. You can't give me a you know a, a ten foot car in a nine foot space. But if you give me a ten foot car in a ten foot two inch space, I will get your car in on the very first try. Mm. It, it, I, I, it's one of those. I don't have a lot of skills in the world, uh-huh. but that happens to be one of them. I am a pull forward, pull in, whip around, back forth, done. See you later. Let's keep it. Okay. Moving. Now is this just based more? Have you always been like this, or is this also with just all the technology that came in? No, you this got was cameras and this every was angle, old school. Sensors like, going out. You could like the car that I drove in high school was a stick. It had no sensors. It yep. has no back. You know, I can just manual and you transmission. Still, and you still automatic. drive that car? <laughs> yeah, I drive it to work every day. It's smoking the whole way. It's a Pontiac. Um, I can absolutely. I, I don't know why, but I'm very very good at that. I can absolutely ace that. I'm a good parallel parker, but the way Trav just described his skill set, let's say I might need to uh, reverse a little bit real quick, a couple of quick forwards. You don't have to do it very much anymore, right? The parallel parking is pretty rare nowadays, at least where I live. 
Yeah, not here in LA <laughs> or like in LA Central, I guess. I Call have to me, Emily. I'll drive up and I'll get your car. I'll just nail it on the first try. I'm good. Must, must Are you good? Nice, at it? Trav. Must be nice. Trav living in. Uh, he's living in a different neck of the woods. We than like you to and keep. I, we like a to garage. make sure that. Uh, well, no, the garage is for the sombreros and the other Christmas lights and decorations <laughs> that we use there. I haven't. I, let me hold on. I have lived in since I've been married. Yeah. I have lived in seven different places. Okay, mm-hmm. seven. Not one time have I parked a vehicle in the garage. That's that's how we roll in the Rogers household, and neither has my wife. I'm okay wife, with that. But I'm dude, with there's that. it is just filled with crap. That's just the way it goes. All right, good stuff, Emily. Good stuff right there. Uh, T. Raj, um, I know we have this. <laughs> what, what, are we going back to? Are we going back to Rams, or are we going uh, Let, USC? No, I, I want to give you this trend that the Rams have between weeks one through eight and weeks nine through the end of the season, because what's happening to the Rams right now is not new. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. So, Emily, I'm going to give you a chance to try to sell me on this. I, I know that you're a Game of Thrones as per- I like the music as well. Yeah, the music is yeah, a banger. Okay. Number one. Fantastic. Okay. Go ahead. You guys, The floor is yours. Sell me on why okay. I should watch it. So I was the same way like you. I did not like fantasy stuff. Like the only fantasy stuff I ever watched was like Harry Potter. It's and... based off a true story. <laughs> but I think it's the idea that I, so so the funny thing way I watched Game of Thrones. I started watching it in the seventh season because my friends were having like watch parties. Okay. I need to stop you right there. How many, is that the last one? Second to last one. Okay. So I so I, I didn't want to get left out of parties. So I was like, I'm just going to watch these parties even though I know nothing that's going on. So I didn't like it at first. I would make fun of it after the show was over. I'm like, oh, this is so silly. You guys are like so attached to this. There was one episode that got me hooked. And it was this episode where the, it was the first time these two kind of armies battled each other. Once you watch that episode, I feel like it's going to be hard for you not to want to watch the rest of Game of Thrones. That's a good pitch. Okay. That that that's a good pitch because it wasn't too over the top. It wasn't oh you're missing this and it's an allegory for that. It's like that that was that was pretty good. That, yeah. That's fine. I'm still not going to watch it, <laughs> but but that was pretty good. Taylor, do you watch Game of Thrones or did you? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> that okay. That's that's an interesting answer. This guy Al. likes gasoline the, and he, he's kind of seen it. You've seen it as in you watched it or you stumbled across it one night on HBO and didn't turn the channel. Watched a couple seasons and not your thing. Yeah, got out of it because you. I'm not into fantasy. Okay. Yeah. See, this I'm is the thing. Trap. This is I, that's just not my lane. I don't want to watch that. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just all of that stuff is not my deal. Slay. Did she? Did she sell you on it? It was, look, it was a good pitch. It I thought was. she came prepared. I thought her presentation was good. I thought her punch. You know what she kind of kind of built everything up to this one specific episode that got her. I thought that was good. That kind of got me a little interested. Well, should I watch that one episode and see if that one episode yes. is going to get me? Did you go back and watch the entire series after that? Oh, yeah. So then I, I watched that season with my friends, and then I went back and rewatched everything, and now I've watched it probably twice through. And seven seasons, twice. Okay, so she's. It it's it's definitely pretty... worth it. They're not like full 24 uh, episode seasons like, you know, some cable shows are, but it is, I mean, for me, it's worth it. Al, are you adding it to your watch list when you go home tonight? I'm gonna need a little bit more. Like I'm, you know how you were saying uh, you were selling a timeshare yesterday, and you said that when they say, "Hey, uh, by three o'clock, these things are sold out." <laughs> I'm still waiting for something like that from Emma. She might be able to rope me in if she says, "Hey, look, maybe this comes off streaming." You never know. It could, 
it could be taken away and you never get another opportunity, then I might give it a shot. Now, this this is in the timeshare analogy. It's one of those, <laughs> look, I'm not signing up today, but if you want to send me some more literature, go ahead. You, here's my address. You can send it to me, but I, I'm not ready to scratch the check yet. We're not. That's there. not good. You can't let them out the door. You just gotta, <laughs> can't let them out the door. Oh, I don't know what reminds me of this. This was, shoot, 23 or 4 years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Susan and I were buying a car, right? And mm-hmm. she, so I guess it was 21 years ago because she was extremely pregnant with our first kid, like mm-hmm. any day now pregnant, right? And we're, we're shopping for this car and, and she, she says to me, she said, listen, I, I need to go home. I, I need to eat. I'm very, very hungry. I said, okay, mm-hmm. cool. So I, and we were, we were going to buy. And you told car. her, don't be selfish. <laughs> we're getting a car. And, and I said to the guy, we're talking, I said, listen, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy this car. I'm just not going to buy it tonight. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. come back. I can't come back tomorrow and I got but next weekend I'll be back to buy the, and I and I swear to God I was sure. being sincere I, know, I, I, I really get it. was yep and the look of defeat on this guy's face and and, and he's and I said to him, I said no I said she's hungry and she doesn't feel great she you know you can see how pregnant she is she's gonna have this baby any day if she says she needs to go we need to go yeah I don't I don't know what you don't well, do understand. you know where he was coming from yeah, he'd heard that a million times before. A hundred times somebody has said, like, this, oh, no, no, hey, did, you just stay right here. We're going to be right what, back here what, Saturday at 6. Hand we close God. at 5. Hand God. It was one of these, it was, it was one of these, what does she want? We'll get her whatever she wants. We'll have it delivered. Right. Like, brother, you don't understand. She's nine We're months We're making pregnant. a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> in the microwave right now. You stay right here. I could have had him drive, drive, drive to Mastro's to get me a steak if I would have asked for it, but uh, I figured, you know, getting home and making sure that she was okay was a higher priority. ESPN. Can, can I? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, Emily, you tell me which episode that is. I'll watch that one episode. I've seen nothing, nothing of Game of Thrones, but I'm also the guy that went back after and watched all of Sopranos, all of The Wire, all of... You know, like I, I did go back after the dust settled and everybody was out of it. That's when I I'll watched it. I'll send it to you. Okay. Don't send it to me. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support vets with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Okay. You ready for some numbers? Al? You know what we're talking like, but the Rams, I mean, what, what happened through the first yeah. eight weeks of the season? They were firing all cylinders. They were scoring a bunch of touchdowns. The Matthew Stafford was they an MVP favorite. Teams. They were, but they also beat yeah, Tampa. They beat Tampa. They, they, yep. You know, Indianapolis, as it turns out, is not a bad team. They got off to a slow start, but they're not a bad team. Yep. Um, this is nothing new. This has happened before. I was reading something on The Ringer today, and they had a What's Wrong with the Rams offense. A, it's a good article. A, a listener sent it to us, and it, it was really good. In Sean McVay's career as an NFL head coach, in weeks one through eight, his offense is the second-best offense in the NFL. Pretty damn good. Okay, In weeks nine through 17, 19. Okay, that's not just this year. That wasn't just last year. That wasn't just the year before. This is a trend that, and and you, if you read this and going through it, and I'm look, I'm not a football coach, but I've covered every single one of these games that he's coached. I, and I've been doing the Rams pre-half, post, first quarter, third quarter hits since they came back. This really is you, you kind of go back, and it doesn't mean that they can't be successful because we've seen them be successful in the playoffs. We've seen them go to the Super Bowl, but there is this lull in the second half. And it seems to be that they get predictable, that they don't look. And you hear Sean McVay say, oh, you know, we need to look inward. We need to look at ourselves first, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the fact of the matter is they're running a lot of the same stuff in the second half that they've run in the first half, and teams are just adjusting to it, and they're able to stop it much more effectively. What do you think, out of everything you just said, is the only thing that I'm taking away? 
Hit what me. do you think? Everything that you said. I forgot what I said. What did I say? You said the – how long have you been doing the Rams broadcast? Six years. Okay. And what comes with the Rams broadcast? You Kirk just Morrison? said you, you laid it out. You said the pregame show. Yeah. Halftime. Post. Postgame show. First quarter, third quarter. You are you are hurting the pregame, the half, and the post by throwing the first and the third in the mix. I don't, well, just they because you don't care be, about yours doesn't mean I don't care about mine. They cannot be in the same category sure. as pre, half, and post. Can't so, continue to do this. So, somebody told me very on in my radio career, you never mm-hmm. know who's listening. You never know what the thing that they're going to hear is going to be the thing. That go, you know what? That guy really knows what he's doing. That's why I take a great deal of pride in my end of the first quarter hit, at my end of the third quarter hit, to make sure that whoever might be listening says, you know what? That guy right How long there? is your pregame show? Uh, two hours. Two hours. How long is your first quarter hit? Uh, one minute. Enough said. Let's what? move on. No. Minute of gold. That's right. Thank you, Emily. See, Emily appreciates the work that goes into it, but <laughs> goofing around aside, honestly, yeah. th- this is a trend. Mm-hmm. I think there's some information there because how many th- what have you heard me say for the last three weeks? Let's throw a second pitch. They're hitting the first pitch. They 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 see what's coming. This I always go back to my baseball roots. That if I'm throwing fastballs through the first five innings and I'm getting everybody out, guess what? I'm gonna throw more of fastballs if all of a sudden in the sixth inning i'm getting tagged around the ballpark i gotta throw a changeup. i gotta throw a curveball i gotta i have to throw something different i can't keep throwing fastballs and that's what this feels like it's the same plays to the same parts of the field same down and distance and it just it feels like this is a movie i've seen before if i'm going to protect sean mcveigh for a quick second um six turnovers from stafford in three games uh, digging a hole of down 14 or down two scores before, like you said before, before you even go grab a hot dog or a mm-hmm. beer or whatever the case is, it, then you become incredibly predictable. Then everybody knows that you have to come back and you're. it's a lot more shotgun formations. You know that they're going to be throwing the ball. You're Actually, your chances of now committing another turnover is much more likely because you have to be a little bit more – got to take more risks just to come back in some of these games. Um, I, I, w- I would say that it would help that you just – don't spot 14 points or whatever the case is before you know it. And you've played three good teams in a row. And it's not like if, if you can get by the Giants or you can get by, you know, this weekend against Jacksonville. Yeah, you can do you can make certain mistakes against teams that you know aren't that good. You can't do it against these squads. So I'm not trying to defend Sean McVay because I'm with you that um, – it doesn't seem like he has a second pitch. It's like, okay, well, the fastball's not working. What if I throw another fastball? It's like, okay, well, <laughs> never that's probably not a good idea. But I, <laughs> they'll never expect it. That's awesome. But I, but I think Trav, I think with that in mind, it's you know they've in the NFL, it's it's pretty simple. If if you can't establish somewhat of a running game, and you always learn the turnover battle, or you lose the turnover battle, you're not going to win many games, and that's kind of a good indicator over these last few weeks. All right, so the Dodgers get a deal done with Chris Taylor right before the lockout started last night, and that's an important piece of what they've got coming up for the 2022 season. However, I think there's an even bigger piece that they need to address as well. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.